We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Well, greetings, friends and fellow patriots. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and this is the We the People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. And I'm recording this on Sunday, uh, January 3rd, 2021. Happy New Year to all of you. We hope that you had a good holiday, both Christmas and New Year's. But now we got to get down to business. Now we are going to live history. This week, this month, uh, we are going to see things that no one's ever seen in this country before. And that's probably a good thing because we need some things that no one's ever seen in this country before. We need to restore our liberty and our freedom and our rule of law and our constitution. Um, I want to open uh, by saying to all of you who've been calling your congressmen, calling your senators, uh, calling your state representatives, uh, you know, posting on social media, you know, sending emails, educating your fellow citizens. It's working. You're doing a great job. Despite their efforts to black you out, to, you know, to, to not let anyone you know, post anything about voter fraud, to cover it up, we're winning. We're moving forward. The question is, can we, can we score the winning touchdown before the clock runs out? And that's really you know, what's going on here. So I decided to do this podcast today because I think it's very confusing what's going on. And I I have to tell you, I don't have all the answers. That's why I didn't do a podcast on January 2nd or, or, you know, I waited till January 3rd because a lot is happening and it's not clear how it all fits together. I'm going to try to make it as clear to you as I can, as I best understand it. And I hope this will help you prepare for this week and be ready to take action and, and get you to take action. Okay. So let's get into what's going on. All right. Because the first thing that's happening is that, uh, we had, uh, 140 or so. If you remember, Mo Brooks, Jim Jordan, uh, you know, Matt Gates, lots of members of the, of the U.S. House of Representatives have been saying, we're going to challenge the electors on Jan- on January 6th, which is this coming Wednesday. We're going to challenge the electors, uh, and vote not to accept the election results. And as you know, under the 12th Amendment, under the, the, you know, the constitutional process for naming, you know, our president, you know, the states have certified their electors. They have sent them to Congress. They are not opened yet. They will not be open until Wednesday, January 6th. They will be opened by Mike Pence as the, uh, uh, as these, you know, Speaker who will oversee the meeting between the joint session of Congress, between the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House, just like a State of the Union, they will all be together, and Mike Pence will open up all the you know states' uh, list of electors in alphabetical order. At that point, any you need to have one House member and one senator challenge a state's electors. And Mo Brooks and, and Jim Jordan, those guys have said all along they want to challenge 
Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada. Uh, you know, those are the, the states that they're most conserved. You know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, you know, uh, Arizona, and Nevada. Now, if a senator and a House member challenge that, they break up the, into both their Senate and House chambers again, and they have two hours to present the evidence as to why these electors should not be accepted, why they are fraudulent. And our belief and our hope is that this is going to be the first time that the American people are actually going to see the evidence. The, it, honestly, d- despite the fact that you and I have been following this, if you go to wethepeopleconvention.org, you can click on the page, or actually one of the red buttons right in the front of the page says, look at the election fraud stories here, and you'll just see pages of stories about missing ballots, you know, uh, improper handling of ballots, uh, you know, the election machine issues, all of that. But but a lot of our fellow citizens know nothing about of that. And a lot of our quote unquote, you know, elected officials say they don't know anything about that because they don't want to know. And I'll talk about Mitt Romney here in a minute. Now, the problem was that we didn't have any senator. Tommy Tuberville, who was just elected to the Senate in Alabama, the former Auburn coach, had said that he would, uh, you know, would challenge these electors and he was getting a lot of pushback by Mitch McConnell. And so it wasn't, we still weren't sure going into the new year's holiday, whether anybody would do that. Then on, on basically new year's Eve, uh, well, actually it was Wednesday, the 30th, Josh Hawley, the Senator from Missouri declared that he will object to the certification of electors uh, you know, during the uh, vote on January 6th. And he was the first one to say that he was going to do that, okay? That was a big deal. He took a ton of abuse for that, a ton of abuse. Mitch McConnell was you know, had a conference call with all the Republicans telling them, don't do this, don't get involved with this. You know, the people have spoken, the states have sent in their electors, don't do this. And he even had a conference call where he was going to challenge Holly, and Holly did not even join the conference call, and he basically released this statement. I'll release, I'll read part of it here. I cannot vote to certify the Electoral College results on January 6th without raising the fact that some states, particularly Pennsylvania, failed to follow their own state election laws. I And I cannot vote to certify without pointing out the unprecedented unprecedented effort of mega corporations, including Facebook and Twitter, to interfere in this election in support of Joe Biden. At the very least, Congress should investigate allegations of voter fraud and adopt measures to secure the integrity of our elections. But Congress has so far failed to act. Now, so that's his statement going into January 1st. While that was happening, there were analysts on TV saying, hey, you know what? Anybody who's a senator who thinks they're going to run for president as a Republican again, they better follow Josh Hawley because if they don't stand and fight for the Trump voters, they're never going to be able to run for president of the United States as a Republican. So lo and behold, what happens? By Saturday, January 2nd, our good buddy Ted Cruz jumps in, okay? And Ted Cruz jumps in to lead a group of 10 other senators. So with Holly and Cruz, you've got, now you've got 12. And what they do 
is they say we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, challenge these electors, okay? And here's here's the the people who are on that list: Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, James Lankford from Oklahoma, Steve Daines from Montana, John Kennedy from Louisiana, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, and Mike Braun of Indiana. Senator-elect Cynthia Loomis from Wyoming, so she's just being sworn in. Roger Marshall from Kansas, he's being sworn in. Bill Haggerty from Tennessee, and Tommy Tuberville, as we talked about before, who just won in Alabama. And then, and then you got Holly, Josh Holly from Missouri. So, in his statement, Cruz said. America is a republic whose leaders are chosen in democratic elections. Those elections, in turn, must comply with the Constitution and with federal and state law. The election of 2020, like the election of 2016, was hard fought and in many swing states narrowly decided. The 2020 election, however, featured unprecedented allegations of voter fraud, violations and lax enforcement of election laws and other voting irregularities. Voter fraud has posed a persistent challenge in our elections, although its breadth and scope are disputed. By any measure, the allegations of voter fraud and irregularities in the 2020 election exceed any in our lifetime. So that was part of his statement, okay? And you can read all this at wethepeopleconvention.org, okay? Just click on the article about Cruz and Hawley. But then he went on to say, Ideally, the courts would have heard evidence and resolved these claims of serious election fraud. Twice the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court has had the opportunity to do so, and twice the court has dis- declined. On January 6th, it is incumbent on Congress to vote on whether to certify the 2020 election results. That vote is the lone constitutional power remaining to consider and force resolution of multiple allegations of serious voter fraud. And then he proposes this new thing. At the quadrennial joint session, there is a long precedent of Democratic members of Congress raising objections to the presidential election results. The Democrats said this in 1969, 2001, 2005, and 2017. And in both 1969 and 2005, a Democratic senator joined with the House members enforcing votes in both houses. So the Democrats and the media are saying, Cruz, you guys are crazy. Hockey, Josh Hawley's a, a crazy person. He's a, you know, he's a traitor. He's violated the Constitution. Except, oh, never mind. The Democrats have done this every single time a Republican has won. Every single time a Republican has won. Right? Don't listen. It's all propaganda. It's all BS. Okay? Now, this is where Cruz goes in a different direction. The most direct precedent of of this question arose in 1877 following serious allegations of fraud and illegal conduct in the Hayes-Tilden presidential race. Specifically, the elections in three states, Florida, Louisiana, and South Carolina, were alleged to have been conducted illegally. In 1877, Congress did not ignore these allegations, nor did the media simply dismiss those raising them as radicals trying to undermine democracy. Instead, Congress appointed an electoral commission consisting of five senators, five House members, and five Supreme Court justices to consider and resolve the disputed returns. Okay? We should follow that precedent, says Trump and his 10 co-signers, to wit, Congress should immediately appoint an electoral commission with full investigatory and fact-finding authority to conduct an emergency 10-day audit of the election returns in the disputed states. 
Once completed, individual states would evaluate the commission's findings and could convene a special legislative session to certify a change in their vote if needed. Accordingly, we intend to vote on January 6th to reject the electors from disputed states as not regularly given and lawfully certified the statutory requisite unless and until that emergency 10-day audit is completed. Wow. So that's a whole different thing, okay? That just happened in the last 24 hours. Now, Mitt Romney immediately wrote back, this egregious ploy to reject electors may enhance the political ambitions of some. As I said, if you're going to run for president as a Republican, you better stand for Trump, okay? But dangerously threatens our democratic republic. The congressional power to reject electors is, re- is reserved for the most extreme and unusual circumstances. These are far from it, according to Mitt the Rhino Romney. Okay, more Americans participated in these elections than ever before, and they made their choice. President Trump's lawyers made their case before scores of courts, and in every instance, they failed. That is factually untrue, Mr. Romney. The fact is that the Trump lawyers have yet to be able to present any evidence to any court, local, state, or federal, because the courts have tried to stay out of this. They have dismissed every suit on technicalities. You don't have standing. It's too late. It's too early. None of the evidence has been heard, Mitt Romney. That's the problem. And that's the plan of the Democratic left, their media allies, and their Chinese communist backers. He continues, The Justice Department found no evidence of of irregularity sufficient to overturn the election. That's also not true. The Justice Department has not investigated anything. Anything. The FBI. Where's the FBI investigation of the postal vehicles with hundreds of thousands of ballots coming from New York into Pennsylvania? Where's the frickin' truck? It's been weeks Nobody's investigating anything. Because why? They're part of the cover-up. This is a deep state coup attempt, Mr. Romney. And finally, he says, the Presidential Voter Fraud Commission disbanded without finding such evidence. That's also untrue. The Presidential Voter Fraud Commission disbanded because none of the states would share their data with the commission so that they could make recommendations against voter fraud. Now, this is a senator who's dumb as a box of rocks, okay? And he concludes with this. My fellow Senator Ted Cruz and the co-signers of his statement argue that rejection of electors or an election audit directed by Congress would restore trust in the election. Rami says that's nonsense. What's nonsense is for there to be overwhelming proof, photographs, affidavits, videos, statistical analysis, evidence of all shapes or sizes, you know, people being paid in Nevada for their votes, people, you know, uh, voting who were dead. This isn't an opinion. This is documented by real people who've investigated this. To ignore that, Mr. Romney, is really the nonsense, 
Okay? That's the nonsense. But that's what we're up against, right? Because if you're in Washington, your hands are over your ears and you're going, na, 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 na. I don't hear anything because they don't want to hear anything. Okay? Now, Vice President Pence, he, you know, ends up putting out a statement on Saturday the 2nd, welcoming the efforts of lawmakers to object to electoral college votes. His statement uh, said, Vice President Pence shares the concerns of millions of Americans about voter fraud and irregularities in the last election. He added he welcomes efforts by lawmakers to present evidence of election irregularities and voter fraud before Congress during that session. Now, let me descramble this a little bit. All these people are cowards. None of them want to do their job. None of them, whether it's the state legislatures, whether it's the, the law enforcement, the attorney generals in the states, whether it's the FBI, the DOJ, whether it's Congress, whether it's the Supreme Court, they don't want to be the one with the hot potato. So here's our buddy Ted Cruz, who sees Josh Hawley making a move to defend the Trump voters. And, you know, I think Josh Hawley's a pretty principled guy, but but the rest of the people in Washington are going to say that's he's a partisan hack and he's trying to get himself in position to run for president in 2024 or some other date, right? So what does Ted Cruz do? Ted Cruz goes, well, I can't let that happen. I want to be president. So I've got to jump in front of the parade. But what does he do? No, no. He doesn't say, I'm going to lead the fight and we're going to win for Donald Trump. No, no, no. We're going to create a commission and punt the ball to them and let them figure this out to give us cover. So if we punt the ball to the commission and it's a rigged commission, which I hope it would not be, but let's say it is rigged and they say, oh, there's no evidence here of fraud, then Cruz and those guys say, I fought for you so hard, but there just wasn't the evidence. You have to accept the election, right? Or we could have a real commission that actually hears what Rudy and, and, and uh, Sidney Powell and, and all the rest of the Trump team have to show, right? The Armistead Project and all these other great people, you know, that have been looking at the data. And if they heard the evidence, they could come back and say, hey, this election was fraudulent in these states and we got to do something. But you see, it's politics, not principle. And I want everyone to understand that because that affects how we act. Okay, that affects how we act. So the question to me is, what does this mean to you and I? How, does, how could this possibly work? Because a whole bunch of us are getting ready to go to Washington, D.C. on Wednesday because that's the day that the House and the Senate are supposed to vote on whether they're going to reject the electors or not. So now this new thing comes up with this idea that we're going to have this commission, this electoral commission. Okay, so let me put a calendar up on the screen so you can kind of follow along here. Okay, so I've tried to think this out. On Monday the 4th and Tuesday the 5th and on probably the 6th, you and I are going to have to make phone calls, send emails, be on social media like never before, demanding that they not count these illegal votes and they deliver a fair election. Now, that could be by rejecting them on the 6th in their joint session of Congress. It could be by appointing this commission. But the bottom line is we cannot allow them to act 
on the 6th and approve the electors. Because then we go into the, a whole different world on the 7th where President Trump will have to act on, to declare martial law or we will have to act to defend our republic. Okay? Now, keep following me here. So let's say that on the 6th, they don't do this. They don't accept the electors that have been given to them and they create this commission. So on the screen, you can see that this commission would have 10 days, as Cruz said. So they would appoint the commission, they would, they would vote to have a commission, and they would say, you have to deliver a report by the 16th of January, which is a Saturday, to tell us what you found. And then for the next 10 days, evidence would be presented to the election commission for each of these states is in question. So in essence, you could give each state like a day, right? And then they'd have time to look at the evidence in a, as a general body, and then they could report you know, their findings. Now, according to what Cruz is saying, then on the 16th, they would give their report. Then you would have the states would have to act. They would have to come back into session on the 17th and or 18th to decide what they're going to do. Are they going to follow the commission's report and, re and reject their own electors and replace them with new Trump electors or simply just say, we don't have any electors and, and, and make Congress make the decision? Don't doubt they would do that. They don't doubt they would kick the ball down the road again because no one wants to handle the hot potato, okay? But the idea would be, according to Cruz, that the states would then act they would resend their electors to the, the, the uh, joint session of Congress, the House and the Senate. And so, for instance, on the 19th, you would have the vote on the electors that we are expecting to have on this Wednesday, January 6th. And then here would be the electors based on the commission that Congress would vote. And then on January 20th, that's the day the new president would be named. Okay. Now, pretty complicated. Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. Should it happen? I think they should reject the electors on Wednesday, but we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. But your job and my job and all of our jobs is going to be to contact all of our congressmen and tell them that it's their duty to protect our vote. They cannot, they cannot accept the electors and certify the election on Wednesday the 6th. That's the first thing. They can't do that. The second thing is that we support the idea of electoral commission because no one has investigated the evidence of voter fraud yet, despite what Mitt Romney thinks. They haven't. We deserve that investigation before any president is named. So I keep sending you, and I will send a text tomorrow morning, and I will send an email, this, this website that's a great website, and so you can go there right now. It's called contactingcongress.org, contactingcongress.org. And when you pull this up, you can put in your zip code, and it will pull up all of your uh, senators and congressmen it will give you the phone numbers of all of their offices, okay? And it will allow you to contact them and start to, you know, tell them that we do not want them, that they cannot. Not that we don't want them. 
it would be against their oath of office to accept the electors from these states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, okay? That would, it would just be against their oath of office. You can't accept them. So you can either reject them or you could vote for this commission to get the investigation done. It's up to you and I. We can, we have to make sure they have no excuse. And I'll send out a link to another website, which has all their Twitter accounts and stuff like that. And you can go on their Twitter accounts and their Facebook accounts and say, we demand that you do not accept the electors from these seven states and that you, you know, that you vote for this commission if you don't want to just reject the electors. Okay. So that's, that's kind of what our role is next. Now, I want to bring up one more important thing that just happened, okay? And many of you are not aware of this. So on Saturday night, this is still January 2nd, just came out today, Trump had a conference call with like 300 state legislators. And he urged the legislators to reject the electoral college votes. And, and here's what the president had to say. In a private call late Saturday, let me get here, in a private call late Saturday to legislators who believe that Trump was robbed of re-election by fraudulent voting organized by the Democrats, the president said that they were the only path to stop in Biden's election. You are the real power, Trump said in a call, details of which were shared with this Washington secrets person, Paul Bedard. I've used his stuff before. He's usually got good information. The most important people are you, said Trump. You're more important than the courts. You're more important than anything because the courts keep referring it back to you and you're the ones that are going to make the decision. He said in a 14-minute call into the uh, two-hour session organized by a group got freedom at the request of some 300 state legislators. Several leaders of the Stop the Steal movement were on the call, organized by Phil Klein, who also has the Amistad Project of the Nonpartisan Thomas More Society. Others included Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani, who got Trump on the phone, law professor John Eastman, Peter Navarro, Trump's trade czar, who just wrote that you know, great report about the election fraud, uh, John R. Lott, a Justice Department official, who also separately authored a new report suggesting some 300,000 excess ballots were counted, giving Biden his win. While Trump talked, news broke of the plan by a dozen GOP senators, which we just talked about with Ted Cruz, okay, to join a House move to uh, organized by Reps Mo Brooks of Alabama and Jim Jordan of Ohio to challenge Electoral College results. Trump expressed appreciation for the effort, but clearly felt that the best chance to overturn the election was with the legislatures, several of which never had a chance to vote to confirm the electoral votes because they were not in session. Okay? That's the bottom line. Now, they're coming back into session this week. The new Congress in those states, they can then vote to reject the electors that their governor illegally appointed that their state attorney, uh, secretary of state's illegally appointed, okay? Trump said time is critical. States have just a few days before the state votes are certified on January 6th in Congress. Trump said, your job, I believe, is to take action, action, action. The situation is dire, said Peter Navarro, okay? So the president is pushing on the legislative front at state level. Those of you in those states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada 
have to be calling your legislators on Monday and say, you must come into session and you must overturn these fraudulent electors. That's the best answer. Because if they do, then Congress doesn't have to have a commission on Wednesday. Doesn't have to do that. Okay? So I know you've been fighting because because they're nervous. Because they're upset. You guys in the States have been doing a great job. I am so proud of you. You have not stopped fighting from the day after the election. And if you keep fighting, we will win this. But it's really important, as the president just said, and you need to be aware of that. Now, in the meantime, I know many of you, including Nan and I, are going to D.C. on January 6th because the president said we need to have a big rally. Well, folks, I've been to some big rallies. I was there at the 9-12 march on D.C., where there were at least 1.2 million people there. I believe that this will be the largest march on Washington in the history of the United States. I know here in Ohio, we have at least 15 buses going, but that's nothing because the people driving are just, it's unbelievable. And you should go. Now, I've been cautious because I'm kind of like, go for what? For what reason? Right? What are we doing there? And it's basically come down to, we just need to show a force. We need to just have so many people that the Congress, right, is afraid of us. Now, there's an old saying that says, when the government fears the people, you have freedom and liberty. But when the people fear the government, you have tyranny. That's what this is about on Wednesday. It's about freedom or tyranny. We need to let them know that they don't rule over us. They have their jobs at the consent of the governed. And our Declaration of Independence said that if you do not do as we want, if you violate the laws that we believe are so essential to our society, that we have the right to abolish our government and reconstitute a new government that does support us. That's where we're at. And you need to let your legislatures understand that. Because if they don't follow the law, then there is no law, and then we will have the the absolute legal right to do whatever we must do to redress our grievances against the government. So now, I'm going to try to explain to you what I think is going to happen in D.C., because it's pretty confusing, okay? So last week, I talked to you about this one group called wildprotest.com, and they got that from you know Trump's tweet where he said it's going to be a wild protest, okay? And these are kind of the stop to steal people. So on the map that I'm showing you, you can see that they're meeting behind the Capitol, okay? They're meeting in the park behind the Capitol, and, and I'm not sure what time they're meeting. Oh, it says, you know, that, that it's going to be like 11 o'clock or something like that. Well, now there's another group that I got an email from. And this group is called United Medical Freedom Super PAC. And they're having a, a meeting, okay? They're having a, a, a rally. And their thing is from 10 to 4 p.m. at the U.S. Capitol. So, so there's two different meetings that are going on, okay? Now, my understanding is, that what's really the real rally is the march for Trump. 
And that is going to be held in a very unique place, a place that I've never seen a rally held before. And that's going to start at, at like 11 o'clock. They're telling you to get there at seven in the morning. And that, you know, and then they were saying nine o'clock, but it's literally going to be right in front of the White House. Okay. Now I'm going to show you a map of where this is going to be, because I think this is going to be the, the main event. So if you look at the map I'm showing you, you'll see a circle that circles the White House. And then you'll see the second circle in the middle of the screen that is the ellipse, okay? This ellipse is this big area in front of the White House, but it's, it's an area that's got a fence around it. So apparently they're going to let a lot of people into that area, which I've never seen before, okay? And my understanding is that the president is actually going to come out of the White House and address this group. So that's going to be interesting, okay? Now, you'll also notice on the map that across the street from there is where the Washington Monument is. So that's a huge part of the mall. So, so once you cross the street, the mall just flows you know, all the way from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol, right? So there's going to be plenty of room, and I think that whole area is going to be massively filled, massively filled. So you're going to have to understand a couple things. You're going to have to have your own water. You're going to have to pack a peanut butter sandwich. You're going to have to understand that you're not going to have good access to restrooms. It's going to be a long day, okay? You're, you're going to need to stick together. Don't get out there by yourself because it's not safe in Washington, D.C. It's just not. Now, the Proud Boys are going to be there. I think our people are pretty damn mad, and they're going to defend themselves. But you definitely want to stay with the group, even if you've got to walk you know, out of your way to get wherever you're going. You're going to have to walk a lot. So wear comfortable shoes. You're not going to be able to park near this. It's going to be a scramble for parking, okay? And you know what? You don't have to get down there. There's going to be plenty of people down there. All of downtown Washington is going to be full. You just need to be there. You just need to have your Trump hat on, your Trump shirt on, your Trump flag, your Trump button. You just need to be there with your Gadsden flag, saying, don't tread on me. It's just a matter of presence, okay? You don't have to do anything. You just need to be there. And that will send a loud message. Now, how much coverage of this, I don't know there's going to be. I mean, I really don't. I'm hoping that One America News, I'm hoping that Newsmax, you know, but I don't know if anybody else will do it. I'm concerned about whether they're going to cover the the hearings, the, you know, the joint session of Congress. You would think that C-SPAN is going to cover that. The sad part is going to be that for all of us who are downtown, we're probably going to know that be the least informed of anyone because your cell phone's not going to work. They don't have enough cell phone towers. And quite frankly, I've heard that the, the you know Homeland Security and those people have been shutting off cell phone access because they don't want us coordinating anything. So you can't count on your cell phone, okay? And so we're going to be there, and the day's going to end, 
And then we're going to find out really what happened unless, you know, the president announces something, you know, from the event or it word spreads. There'll be loudspeakers, there'll be jumbotrons, but we're probably going to know the least of anything because we're not going to have good access to what's going on. But I hope all of you at home will. And I do want to say that, that as best I can tell, there are going to be rallies. If you cannot go to Washington on Wednesday, I ask you to go to your state capitol because there are going to be rallies at noon at every state capitol in this country, at every state capitol, demanding that the legislatures protect your vote, that your House and Senate members protect your vote. You want your governors to see you there. You want your courts to see you there. You Again, it's a show of force. It's a show that we demand that the laws be followed and that our vote be protected. So if you can't get to D.C., go to your state capitol. I guarantee you there will be an event there. And even if you just march around, like marching around the walls of Jericho and pray for God's intervention, just be there. You don't have to do anything. Just be a presence. Show yourself. That's what it's going to take. Now, you know, you're going to have to walk long distances. Here's another map of downtown to give you some idea how far it is from the Capitol to the White House. Okay? So these other events that are going to be going on around the Capitol, those are important. Those are important because you want these congressmen and senators to hear you in the Capitol. So walking around the Capitol and yelling, you know, we demand you protect our votes. We demand you live up to your oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's going to be important. So you could choose to go to the Capitol building because that's where the action's going to be, right? But just understand, it's going to be a, a tough day. It's going to be a hard day, okay? So let me go back to that website, contactingcongress.org, okay? That website is, you know, I'll send it out to you, and literally tomorrow morning, Monday morning, you need to start immediately calling everyone in your state, every state senator, every, you know, you have two in each state, and a U.S. senator, and every U.S. Uh, congressman in your state. We have 16 in Ohio, and don't just call the Republicans. Call every one of them. This isn't about Democrat or or. You know, Republican, this is about our nation. This is about the free world, the future of the free world. And, and, and go back to it. If you haven't done it yet, go look at the ad we ran last Wednesday in the Washington Times where we talked about the Vietnam and Korean vets who died fighting the communist Chinese to defend the free world against the, the, the tyranny of communism and how this isn't just about an election. It's about the fact that Joe Biden is tied to the Communist Party and Kamala Harris is tied to the Communist Party. You want to have a, a commission, Ted Cruz? Yeah, I, commission on the election? Okay, because our cowardly courts won't do justice and hear the, the, the evidence. Have a commission on Joe Biden and whether, he's, whether he is eligible to be president of the United States. He and his family should not be in the White House. They should be in the jailhouse. You are derelict in your duty. Every one of you in the Congress are derelict in your duty, even though the Senate sent out a scathing report 
about Joe Biden and his son. That's not good enough. You can't name the guy that you put in your report as compromised by the Chinese. You can't make him president. Listen to what I just said. The Senate put out a report saying that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and his family have been compromised by the Chinese, and then you're going to vote on January 6th to make him president? No. No, you're not. Because we won't allow you. So you're not going to do that. Okay? No excuses. We're fighting for our country. I said this, I've been saying this for 11 years when I speak to groups. I say this statement, and I mean it. When you're fighting for your country, there is no trying. There is only winning or dying. You don't try to defeat the German Nazis because if you don't defeat them, you're dead. You don't try to defeat the communist Soviets or the communist Chinese. You can't try. You must defeat them. When you're fighting for your country, there is no trying. There is only winning or dying. That's where we are. That has always been true. It is true today. And you and I and we are about to live history. We are about to live history. And uh, yeah, I know you're uncomfortable. I know you're like, wow, how do we get here? What are we doing? But our fourth, our founding fathers, our forefathers, you know, do you think they chose the path? Did we choose to go into World War I or World War II? Did we choose the Civil War? Not really. It just comes down to, at some point, they push you too far and you have to push back. That's the way this works. That's the way this happens. And everyone in government and everyone in the military needs to understand you're pushing us too far. And we're going to push back. And when we push back, you have no idea what you're dealing with. Just like the world had no idea what the American people could do when we entered World War I and World War II. That is still in our DNA. That's who we are. That's who you are. Give us liberty or give us death. Because we understand that once liberty is lost, you never get it back in your lifetime. And that's why we will never lose it. We will defend it no matter what it takes. So, big week. Big week. All of you, all Americans, must do your duty to protect and defend our Constitution and your individual liberty and freedom and prosperity. This is about our kids. This is about the kids all over the world. Let me tell you, the people all over the world you know, on our website at WeThePeopleConvention.org, look at the, you know, fight for Trump video and read the letters. The people all over the world are begging us 
to defeat the communist Chinese and not let commie Joe Biden and commie Kamala Harris and, and all the rest of Eric Swalwell and, and Nancy Pelosi and all the other commie sympathizers to not let them take over the United States. The whole world is watching. The whole world is watching. All right. I don't know that there'll be a reason to have another podcast before Wednesday. But if there is, I will do one, and I'll let you know via email or text. Share this video with everyone you know, because they're trying to block us. And I don't, I'm not saying I gave you any great insights tonight, but I hope I organize it in a way so you can kind of figure out what's going on. The fact is, no one was going to challenge us. Now we got 140, and there's going to be 200 congressmen who are going to challenge us who are going to you know, reject the electors on January 6th. Then we're going to have, we got 10 or 12 senators. Yeah, they're all coming. Because you don't have a future in the Republican Party. And quite frankly, the Republican Party has no future if they don't vote to stop this. That's your message to them. You'll never win another election again in your lives. So it's not just for us. They're fighting for themselves. So that's happening on January 6th. Now this commission thing comes along. We'll see if that happens. All we want is for the evidence to be seen and looked at and voted on. I believe that in the debates on the 6th, on Wednesday the 6th, when they break into separate houses, that Mo Brooks and Jim Jordan and Rudy Giuliani, they're going to have the evidence. I'm praying that C-SPAN will cover it so America will see the evidence because they haven't yet. That's the whole problem. Half the country believes it was a rigged election and they don't even know half the bloody details. It's that simple. We're fighting for justice, for liberty. We're fighting to just have the transparency and the rule of law. We haven't gotten it, but we sure have moved the needle a long way since November 4th, okay? We got to keep pushing. We can never give up. We got to keep pushing. We got a lot of fight left. We got a lot of ways to go. Don't trust them. Don't believe them. Don't accept anything but victory. So, Monday and Tuesday, you're going to light them up like they've never been lit up before. And Wednesday, we're going to show up in D.C. and in our state capitals like never in American history. All 74 million people who voted for Trump should be out with their flags and their, and their signs and their support on Wednesday the 6th across America because that's what it's going to take. All right? So I hope to see some of you down there in Washington. I will, I will try to do some reports from there. I'm trying to think if there's a way if I can do some live streaming. We're going to see about that because I'm afraid that information is not going to get out. I'm afraid that it's not going to get out. So we're going to do, we're going there to help see with our own eyes what's going on and document for you so you'll know what happened. Okay. I'm certain that I'll do a podcast on January 6th when before the day's over. So that's the next day I think I'll probably do one. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. I thank you for watching. I thank you for sharing this. Um, tell other people about this podcast. Send your comments to me at info at wethepeopleconvention.org, info at wethepeopleconvention.org. And we will, we, will, we will look at your emails. 
We will take your suggestions. I greatly appreciate all the the stories, the links, the movies, the you know the the memes, all the stuff you send me. It helps. It helps. We try to look at all of it. It's too much to look at all of it, but we try to look at all of it. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for your donations. We thank you for the ability to put the ad in the Washington Times. And a friend of mine said they were listening to a newscast this weekend. And one of the panelists raised the point about how the soldiers died in Korea and Japan, Korea and Vietnam to defeat the communist Chinese. It resonates. Go look at that ad at WeThePeopleConvention.org if you haven't seen it and share it, particularly with the veterans in your family and in your life, okay? Please do that. All right, you're listening to the We The People Convention News and Opinion Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski, and I thank you for joining us. And we'll be back probably on Wednesday, the 6th of January, 2021.